Hey, what's up? It's Harvey Harrington, and welcome back to another audio podcast by Dream Chasers. Um, I kind of always want to continue to encourage uh, each of the listeners on here to go to our Dream Chasers Basketball Indie page on Facebook, Dream Chasers Basketball Indie with Harvey Harrington on YouTube. I mean, we're just always kind of continue to mold and grow and talk about some of the current issues that are going on in youth basketball and ways just to help the parent and the child. With that being said, today's podcast, we're talking about are youth sports becoming out of control? And when I say are youth sports becoming out of control, AAU really is maybe mainly like the main culprit. It seems like a lot of the school basketball is more controlled, I would say. I mean, the atmosphere seems to be a little bit more controlled, but just AAU basketball is more or less a lot more emotional. Well, I think I think the whole I think the whole thing is emotional, period. But I think the AAU side of it is really getting to be out of control. Like there was a tournament here where some girls had played and don't know the whole story. Only thing that I really remember, I remember seeing the the video up into the point where there's a referee standing on the side of the court a parent walks over with a uh with the camera in his hand and the referee smacks the camera out of his hand so i'm just going to address a couple things first and you know i'm going to talk about some of the stuff that i've been hearing about as of late and some of it's getting ridiculous but this particular thing happened at the pack um a team was getting beat and I believe that a lot of people thought that the referee was playing favorites or playing favoritism and the referee ended up calling the game. You can't hear anything, but you can see him kind of put his hands up like he called the game. And uh, as the game was over, it was a, it was a parent that walked straight across the court, which he was 110% wrong. He walked straight across the court. Parents are not allowed to just walk through courts unless maybe like, if directed by a coach or maybe they're trying to get over to the next court, maybe I can see that, but he walks straight across the midline, almost of the court and he puts his phone up and we can't hear what he said, but he said something and the referee's human, um, you know, for you to walk across and put a camera in somebody's face and who Lord knows what he was saying to this particular referee might've been saying, you know, this guy's a cheater or whatever. I don't know. And the referee smacks the, smacks the camera out of uh out of the the parent's hand and then it goes to blows they're kind of punching back and forth and then the saddest part of it all you see a young girl run over drop her backpack and she's punching at the referee then you see somebody else run across from the stands and jump and and they're like you know jumping on the referee three people and at the end the parent that basically had no business being over at the middle of the court turn and flip the ref over so what was the parent wrong absolutely was the referee wrong absolutely i mean the parent has to show restraint and i get it maybe something's going on in the game and this is your child maybe maybe there was some calls that were questionable and you know i I know we get kind of emotional as parents but at the same time I don't think that you should be over in his face saying whatever you had to say. And then the referee was dead wrong for slapping a phone out of this guy's hand. The referee has to go and tell somebody like, listen, you got to get this team out of here. You got to get this parent out of here. 
is ways that this could have been avoided. I mean, it just put a it put a, a terrible black eye on, you know, the sports of basketball, period. I mean, especially for these young kids. Then I heard something in Ohio where this team, it was a it was a it was a uh, maybe like a fourth grade boys team and it was a tough game. Game got over and a guy walks over from the other team. He was filming the game. He was there for the uh, for for a different team and the opposing team. He walks by when the game is over and he just takes the camera and runs it like almost across the kid's face. Like here's a loser. Like, what are people thinking about? I mean, first of all, when you when you're dealing with kids, period. I mean, you you as an adult have to have to hold yourself to some type of a standard. I mean, it's it's getting out of hand. When it's almost like adults are, you know, they're gonna they're gonna make it right by doing it on their own. And I mean, I just, I just thought that was just a level of disrespect. There's and you know you. If if I'm at a tournament and my child's there for you to run a camera across his or her face saying that they're losers, that's I mean, that's that's just non-negotiable. That's gonna start something. So that almost led into a fight. And then uh the the tournament in Ohio where a coach got mad about his son not playing, like or 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 lack of playing time, playing time or lack thereof. He gets mad. He goes outside, has a conversation with the coach, and he shoots a coach. It, it's just, it's just. I mean, I I don't have a whole bunch of words for it. And at the same time, I mean, what are we, what are we trying to accomplish? I mean, what what is the what is the point of putting your kids in sports if they don't have to fight through something? Period. Like. They they never have to go through anything, and they and they should just have it handed to them because you paid your money, or a referee refs a bad game, and now you need to you need to show up and say something to the referee that is not going to change the results of it. I mean, a lot of parents are not thinking about how does this affect your child. The guy that shot the shot the coach, now he's going to jail. The the player loses a parent. Uh, possibly could lose a coach, um, and and going and is going to remember that for the rest of their lives. I mean, how selfish are we as a society? I just remember, I remember playing sports for the first time, and my dad passed away when I was young. So it just seemed like people in the community stepped up. They saw me somewhere if I needed something. I'm good. If I'm locked outside the house, hey, come up here. I'm good. You know, I'm not. I'm doing something I'm not supposed to be doing. I've had some neighbors that disciplined us. You know, this is just back in the day. Like, you couldn't just go walk around and do what you want. But it, it was just a. It was a sense of family. And like I said, I remember playing, playing my first sport, which was baseball. <coughs> and our head coach was my best friend's dad, and I can remember my best friend's dad. Spending more time because I was I was horrible at the sport, so I, I had to learn some stuff. But I remember him spending time, more time with me than he did with his own kids, trying to help me to get to where I needed to be. Did he slack as a dad? Not at the least. I mean, he he's he's always with his he was always with his boys. He was taking care of his boys. His boys was able to play. They 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 picked up to the, they picked up the sport faster than I did. 
But I remember that. I remember him working on me catching the ball. I remember him working on me hitting the hitting the uh, the baseball. I remember him working on helping me work on fielding the ball. I mean, just spending that extra time. And now, not so much. It just seems like if you coach something, you know, it's more about your kid. Yeah, well, yeah, we want to get the team better, but my kid comes first. That's one of the things that my wife gets on me about is like, you know, I, I, I push so hard for everybody else. And it's like, you know, you make sure you make sure your kid is good too. And I'm like, I'm doing that, but I want to, I want to be all out for every, I want to be all out for everybody because these are kids and they only get to go through this one time. So I try to make sure I push as hard as I can. And she's like, well, sometimes you don't have to push that hard. And, and she's right. You know, I, I'm 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 checking on different things and, you know, I'm watching film. I'm whatever I can do to, to help each kid. That's what it's about. If I can help them reach their goal, if their goal is just to be the best sixth grade player they can be. Well, then that's what we're going to work on. You know, we're going to push them to that. Their goal is is set a little bit higher. If I can help them, I'm going to help. But it just seems like parents now we just we just lost our we're, they're they're losing their way. They're losing their way, and it's sad because the kids are caught up in the crossfire. Like, I remember being older and, you know, a basketball game getting out of hand, and, you know, there's some fights in there. And I remember that. And, I mean, you know, as kids, yeah, you're going to have that. There's going to be some times when, you know, somebody's going to foul you hard and you get up and bump somebody, and now now it gets kind of testy. And that's, that's just in the game of sports, but not – to the point where <clears throat> people are in the crowd fighting. Like how how did how did the parents not have the restraint? I mean, what and then and then the question I have is like, what are you what are you teaching your child? If you're going if you're going to be the person that's going to throw that first punch or that person that's going to get up in a ref's face or that person that's going to get in another parent's face or get up in a coach's face, how does that work? And then, like every, it, it seems like everybody needs an explanation from the coach. You don't. You, I mean, you really don't need an explanation from from the coach. Why didn't they play? Well, and and guess what? Maybe you maybe you on a on a AAU trip, and you played two games, and it's that Saturday night, and then you're playing the championship in the morning, or you got a couple games coming the next day. And you got questions about what your child is doing. I mean, if if you want your child to be the star player, you want them to get minutes, make them better. That's your that's your job as a parent. If you if you want to be mad about something, be mad about what you're doing. What, what you know? And I, when I say make them better, I'm not saying, oh well, sending them to a basketball trainer is just going to make them better. Like basketball trainers don't make people. That's the funniest thing that I've seen. It's like, oh, I, I've heard somebody, somebody told me this one time. They said that a parent asked them to make their make their son or daughter into a dog. And if you don't know that terminology, oh, making somebody into a dog is like a, a, a tough basketball player. Make them into a really good basketball player. And this particular person told me, he was like, I don't make players. I helped them. I helped them sharpen their skills. He even said, "Heck, I got I got a lot of people that come to me that are already good." He's like, "I didn't really give them that." 
they look good within the drill because they can they can go through the they can go through the drill and and they have the skill to do it. But he said, I don't necessarily make people. So just because you pay money to go to uh, LeBron LeBron James's trainer, don't mean you're going to be LeBron James. Or if you're going to a trainer that has multiple high school players that are that are that are really good and they're going D1, that doesn't mean that you're going to be D1. Your makeup is different. I mean, it's just and and a lot of times, like unless you are in high school and you've reached your you you know a lot of a lot of kids have to reach their potential, and that takes time. Just because your child's not playing right now doesn't mean that it's always going to be that way. Because what if you know just it's just all those outside factors and everything. Typically, for a lot of players, everything kind of comes to a head at a certain point. If you if you watch it, oh they grew, oh they got faster, oh they're stronger, oh they're I mean it's a lot of factors. You you have to put in so much work for so long that eventually it comes together. It's even like it's even like college basketball. If you pay attention to <clears throat> a lot of guys that played in the and, and play college basketball and ended up going to the NBA. Stuff didn't didn't really, you know, even though they were pretty good, a lot of stuff didn't come together until after they made it professionally. I mean, I could name a couple guys off the top of the head. Look at D Wade. Dwayne Wade wasn't he was he was good. He was athletic at Marquette. He could ball. But after that, after that first year, like I remember, I remember that summer. I mean, D Wade came back and was on a tear. Like Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. Stuff started to come together. Now these guys were always good. They were they were good basketball players, but Jason Tatum didn't have his name until really he in, until he really figured some stuff out in the NBA. And that's the same for every other kid that's going to go through it. Because that that's that's what it seems to be. That's what seems to be the only aim and angle of the parents. Oh my kid. Oh yeah, I, I want deep down inside. I want them to go to the NBA. I want them to go to the WNBA. It's about money with them. It's not about the experience. I mean, for if a million kids are going to play basketball, it's only out of those million out of, out of a million kids. It's only what maybe eighty five to hundred kids that's going to go professional. People don't real. I mean that that number is crazy. Like, doesn't matter how good you are. Like, it, it's it's those breaks. Like I talked about this before. NBA scouts, they look at the players that have potential. Like they can potentially grow in the NBA. So certain you you'll see certain kids during March Madness, or you watch them their whole career, and you're like, how they didn't go to the NBA? Like that doesn't make any sense. I know a couple guys right now that I think I'm like, how did he not make it? There's one guy went to Seton Hall, um, Desmond Harrod, and I'm not saying he's supposed to go to the NBA, but Desmond was an offensive juggernaut. He can put the ball in the basket. He put it where it needed to go. I know another guy that was real athletic, um, and, and I think he ended up playing overseas, but it's like, how did you not get your shot? You know what I mean? I remember I think the guy named um, – he was at Arizona. Um, I think he was there when Mike Bibby was there. I want to say uh, Mal Simon. I think it was Mal Simon. Um, 
and and that's another guy. Like, how didn't he make it? You know, you look at you look at you look at some of these some of these players, and it's like, you know, how didn't you make it to the NBA? Like, and, and at that point, I mean, it is not political at that point. <laughs> Excuse me. When you're when you're that when when you're up and you got a name, like I said, like a guy like Miles Simon. Miles Simon was a killer. But what was he? I'm looking at his at his height, six three. Maybe he was undersized. NBA is going bigger and bigger and bigger. And just because you're bigger, don't mean that you're going that you're that you're going to play over somebody that's smaller or that you're going to get your number called and get drafted. So people just got to be realistic like that. That making it making it to the NBA and making it professionally. I mean, it's a it's a lottery. I mean, those guys are lottery balls. They're jumping around. They're lottery balls, you know. And then even even if you do make it, you might get bounced around and get bounced out. But if your parent has always taught you that when stuff go wrong, let's go get tough and get in somebody's face, or let me, or let's let's fuss about how much playing time. You know, you a parent sees a, a kid sees you as a parent fussing about playing time, you think that's going to be okay when they get older? You think that when they have a high school coach and a high school co- coach decides to sit them down and, you know, maybe they're maybe they, maybe they are, uh, a top player on the team and, and the coach sits them down, that's going to be okay with them? Or they're going to want to transfer? They're going to want to up and run? They get pissed off about something and that's it. We're going to blow a fuse. What are we teaching these kids? This is just big. It's so much bigger than sports. Sports is supposed to be an avenue to help these kids as they go, as they grow older, as they as they push to be as they push to be successful adults. I mean, that's just that's just what it is. I mean, it's it's a matter of uh, it's a, it's more of a matter of trying to mold them than anything else. Because at the end of the day. If we can't if we can't mold these kids, what are they going to be in society? Like stuff stuff doesn't go right at their job because a lot of newsflash, a lot of these kids that are playing sports right now that are really really good, they're gonna have to go out and get a job. They're not they they probably they may not get it they may not get the opportunity to play professionally. So they go they got to go out and get a job, and they're living in mom and dad's house because we know um, how expensive everything is getting to be. So they're living out of your house. And they're bumping from job to job to job, and they're having issues with this. What what are you going to do then? Because sports was the thing that was supposed to translate that. I remember, I remember being in high school, and our coach Paul Logan, who passed away from COVID about a year ago. Um, it's been about almost exactly a year. He passed on Easter. One of the best men that I've ever met. Uh, him and him and uh, Evan Brannigan, who is the uh, the principal here at North Central High School in Indianapolis. Evan Brannigan, shout out to you. Shout out to Paul Logan. I love you. Um, you know, like I said, I, I don't want to get too emotional talking about it, but I remember being in the locker room for I remember I want to say it was like our it was a Warren Central game, and Warren Central was unbelievable. It was football. Warren Central was it was nice. I remember, you know, it's a couple it was a couple good 
it's a couple good um, football teams out there. And a couple of my guys like Lawrence North here in Indianapolis had Hakeem Abdullah. Hakeem Abdullah is my guy. Love, love Hakeem Abdullah. If you're around in this area, he does personal training and he is a beast. He's still a beast. His team high is what it's called or whatever. But I don't want to get off track. But we're playing Warren Central, I believe. And I remember them having a conversation because they was they was in us. And we're getting beat bad. Everybody got their head down, feeling sorry for themselves. You know, I remember before the game, we, you know, people got tunes and dancing and we talking and, you know, we thinking it's going to be another a regular game. And game just didn't come out the way we wanted. And I remember Paul Logan starting the conversation. He was talking about adversity. And this this particular thing is what is what stuck with me and this is the stuff that I'm talking about because here I am I'm a teenager and they say he says these words and it just stuck with me for the rest of my life and he was just saying how adversity a lot of times in sports is just going to translate to anything in life he said there's going to come a time where you can't pay your bills he was like this is big he's like this is bigger than football we're trying to turn you into good young men. That stuck with me. <laughs> that that hit me like a Mack truck because it was like, you know, you see them yell on the sideline. You see them tell you to compete. You get out there. You bust your behind. You know, when we're, when we're winning, yeah, we're up. And <laughs> everybody's upbeat. Everybody's happy. You know, we're losing. We pissed off because we lost. We upset because we lost. And, 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 the, and the coaches are pissed off. And, I mean, we got worked up. You know what I mean? We, we didn't want to get beat. We was we was there we was there to play ball. That's what it was. And if we lose a game, we wasn't happy about it as a unit. And you know that's that's all it was about. It was like, man, we want to win. I didn't care about nothing else. I didn't care about the lessons that came. But when he said that, when he when he said that, and then Brannigan took over, Coach Patchett, you know, then Coach Harris, Coach Al Harris was a, was the uh, head coach at that time. But as they as they kind of went down, they just start talking about stuff. And I mean, I remember I remember this like this reminds me of of what exactly of the conversation when Dame Lillard had said um, he was. I think they were talking about a playoff game or something like that. And they asked Dame Lillard, they were like, "How do you deal with pressure? Or what do you think? What do you what do you think about the pressure going into this game? And I think it's a win or lose game or something, playoffs, or whatever." And Dame Lillard was like. <clears throat> He was like, the 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 mom that's scrambling up her coins to make rent, that's pressure. The guy on the street, they don't know where his next meal is coming from, that's pressure. He said, you know, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not talking down on what we do, but me playing the game of basketball and getting paid millions is not nothing close to what everyday people have to go through. And that's real life. You got to think about it. Like if we don't set our kids up for, you know, at a certain point as a parent, we're going to leave. We're not going to be here no more. And our kids are going to have to be by themselves. Hopefully they have family that will have their back and all that good stuff. But ultimately we got to set our kids up so that no matter what, they're tough enough to deal with whatever comes their way. Cause that's what life is like. I mean, as an adult, as a kid, stuff was just so great for me. My parents did it right. My grandmothers, 
They took care of me. My brother, my big brother, Al, was always making sure I was good. I mean, they looked out and they did what they were supposed to be doing, you know, and, and they did what they what, what they were supposed to do for me. But as I got older, it was like, all right, hey, are you ready to spread your own wings? And it just seems like as an adult, it's always some type of wave. It's always some type of roller coaster that I go through as an adult. You know, I got something over here. I got to take care of that. This didn't go right. I got to fix that. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a multiple business owner, and <clears throat> dealing with two businesses is always something. I always got to go clean up a mess. I always got to go put out a fire. I always, but I just think back to like some of those talks, like going back to when I was at North Central. That the conversation that we had that really opened my eyes up. And as an adult, those are the, those are the things that I lean back on. Those are things that 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 it kind of drives me because in my head, it's like, okay, when something bad happens, I don't pack the tent up and leave. I don't run. You know what I mean? I for me, I run to the fire. I don't run away, I don't run away from it. And for what we're talking about today, the kids that are that are learning from these parents that are not doing it the right way and that want to fight in the stands and want to put their phones in people's faces and want to go out and shoot coaches, that's not going to get it. And like I said, it's going to it's going to hurt the you're going to hurt the the child. The the child is going to be the one that's going to lose. They're going to be the one that's going to lose if this doesn't get fixed. And another thing too, I mean these tournament directors, I hope y'all listening, y'all got to change some stuff too. Policies got to be different. Um, police presence. I, I remember reading something and somebody said that they were, um, you know, they they used to do tournaments and stuff like that. And they said that bringing police there, it brings more problems. How is the house so? up? I mean, I, we don't want to be, we don't want to get to the point where stuff start going bad and somebody gets pissed off and they're going to come in. And they're just going to start shooting at people. That's that's another thing that that is concerning to me. But we need to fix what is going on because what's going on right now is just not. It, it has to change. It has to change. And as a as a parent, <clears throat> if you if you're dealing with. If you're, if you're dealing with or if you're with a team that is starting trouble, I mean, I would get as far away from them as possible. I don't care how good they are. Cause that's gonna that's gonna come to a head, you know. If you if you haven't if if every game, your parent your crowd your parent crowd has a problem with somebody else or they're looking at people a certain way, like get away from that. The kids see it. I don't care what nobody say. The kids see it. The kids understand what's going on. You mean to tell me <clears throat> somebody has a problem? amongst somebody else in the stands and you're not going to get in the car and talk about it. Now, now mindset wise, what do you think the kids are thinking? You know, they get on the floor and play with somebody and now they got, they got a problem with them before it starts. So somebody bumping them the wrong way and now they getting physical and what happens then, you know, kids get to rolling around what you're going to run down and grab the kid or you going to fight the parent across from you. It's just not going to work, man. It's just it, it, things need to change in 2021. I mean, youth sports has been building up to this. 
And, you know, I mean, I've even seen uh, jokes about the video. I've even seen voiceovers of somebody saying stuff and, it, and it's all fun and games. You know, we look at this as, as being funny. It's not funny. And I know I'm not laughing. Because like I said, as as the way I feel is like this. It's like, you know, I, I, I don't want for my child to be affected by something negative that could have been corrected. There's just a lot of negativity going around right now. And <clears throat> I don't want my kids to be subjected to it. If I see something that's not going the, the direction that I want it to, then I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to do something different. But, you know, it's about it's about my kids journey. I, I care about what they see, how it impacts them. That's that's the main reason why I do a lot of stuff. That's the reason why I do the things that I do. It's like my basketball camp, my basketball camp. I do that because I want that to be the the highlight of the of the kids summer. I want them I want them to leave the summer and talk about our camps and how it affected them. I want them to grow up talking about our camps. Period. Just the same, just like, just like training. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't all about, oh, well, how much money can we make? Or how many kids can, do I want to, do I want the kids to get better? Absolutely. But I want them to take something with them that, Hey, I'm, this is where I learned how to work. This is where I learned how to be resilient. This is where I learned to be tough. Those are the things that matter to me as a coach. Those are the things that matter to me as a as a parent, and those are the things that matter to me as matter. Well, it's a tongue twister. Those are the things that matter to me as a man. Is that if I can if I can be a blessing for whatever child, period. That's what I want. I want. I would like. I would. I would love for somebody to be a blessing for my child, because we all know me being a blessing to your child and you as a parent being a blessing to your child are two totally different things. They look at mom and dad as, oh, yeah, you're supposed to provide. But they'll look at me as a role model. And I want to be that. I want to be I want to be the person that they feel like, oh, I grew up understanding certain things because of he told me this or he put it to me like that. Now I understand this. Now I understand that. Or I don't do this because, you know, the, the level of coaching or training or camp counseling that I went through. We we have got to stop the direction that we're going in because this is just not a good look on youth sports. And it's a black eye over it. I mean, Kendrick, you know, I'm going to close with this. Kendrick Perkins that talked about something in um, Texas. I was talking about how disrespectful, you know, young kids were to other kids. You know, they score and take the basketball and, and act like they signed it and threw it to a kid or got in the kid's face and was dancing and, Parents are acting like, like, what are, what are we doing? What, are, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just not understanding. I'm just not understanding. And what are, and what are you teaching your, what are you teaching your kids? I want, I want, I want for my kids to be a good sportsman, or have good sportsmanship first. Um, I want them to be good at the game second. I want them to meet people and make lifelong relationships. I want them to be molded through sports. I'm not looking for my kids to put a million dollars in my pocket. What are you looking at? What are you looking for? So I just want to thank you guys for listening. And if you like this podcast and 
you like some of the stuff that we're talking about, or if you have any questions or some good topics, please send us a message on either Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, um, and we have a website, Dream Chasers, www.dreamchasersbasketballbball.com, www.dreamchasersbball.com. You can send us a message. Um, if, you, if you think that you have some good topics or something that you'd like to talk about, I'll talk to anybody, a parent, coach, just about different things that are going on now, um, anything anything to, to push more knowledge out to the public, I'm for that, period. I want to help. I want to help athletes. I want to help coaches. I want to help parents. I want to help people. That's that's what this platform has blessed me to do is to help people. And if I if I can help somebody, no matter who it is, then I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to be a blessing for whoever needs it. So I just want to thank you guys for listening. And like I said, I mean, we definitely got to start making changes. We got to start making changes. Hopefully this podcast gets out to some of the people that really need to hear it. And if you and if you know somebody that needs to hear it, share it, share it so that we can we can start changing what's going on. I, I don't care who's right. I don't care who's wrong. I just care that we get back on track and that these kids are that these kids benefit from playing sports other than you know, just showing up, having an attitude, trying to be number one and trying to be the best that there is and having attitudes about what you can or cannot do. We got to fix it. Thank you all for listening. Harvey Harrington. And uh, like I said, check us out on on Instagram. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on YouTube. Dream Chasers Basketball Indie for uh, Facebook. Dream Chasers B-Ball on um, Instagram, dreamchasersbball.com, our website, and then Dream Chasers Basketball Indie with Harvey Harrington on YouTube. We do daily talks. Um, we do da- we do daily lessons. So, you know, you can benefit from that as well. I want to thank you guys for listening.